Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. This is Casey McLean. I'm recording this podcast on Monday, November 8th. I guess I'll probably record another episode maybe tomorrow or very soon because I'm going to I'm going to Oregon, baby. It's finally happening. I'm going to Lincoln City for the weekend, so I'm going to try to do a guest spot at Helium, Portland. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. I still haven't heard back from the comedy club, but my pal Joe List is there. And if you don't, uh, if you're, if you go there and I'm not there, trust Joe List is my favorite comic. He's my favorite comic in the entire world. So I would fully encourage you to go check that out if you live in the Portland area. Um. So that being said, uh, let's talk about some... Oh, what do I got? This uh, Tacoma Comedy Club, November 18th through 20th. I will be at Spokane Comedy Club, November 26th through 28th. And then um, I just ordered a shitload of shirts, so I'm going to be... I'm going to try to retire some material pretty soon. And part of that material is going to be the merch pitch shirt, so if you've if you've seen me ever and you and you didn't buy a shirt and you have buyers or what non buyers remorse, it's possible that with with enough uh, demand, I could see myself figuring out how to sell merch if people wanted to buy it after seeing the material on video. But if there's a very good chance that I have just recently purchased the very last of my present merch shirts, which is exciting because I'm so goddamn sick of telling those jokes. If you come see me, just know that while I'm telling the jokes that correspond with the merch, I'm sick of fucking telling them. All right. So I guess the the first thing I want to talk about is um this uh this let's go Brandon thing I meant to talk about in the last podcast, and it's kind of it's kind of fallen out of the like front of the news, but <laughs> so the the. Was it? I can't remember who the the NASCAR driver was. I don't follow NASCAR at all, but there was a NASCAR driver being interviewed, and in the background of the interview, the crowd was chanting "fuck Joe Biden." Very clearly, they were chanting "fuck Joe Biden," and the reporter that was interviewing this NASCAR driver said, "Oh, you can hear they're supporting you." His name is Brandon. His name is Brandon something. I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know NASCAR very well. They're like, oh, he's yelling, uh, let's go, Brandon. And the people, people on the uh on the right and people who don't like Joe Biden, maybe on the left, have adopted let's go Brandon 
as a code for fuck Joe Biden. And if you think that's offensive or you think that's not funny and that's not funnier than every time someone called Donald Trump a fucking Cheeto or a carrot or whatever the whatever the the hacky tired jokes were about Donald Trump. By the way, I don't I again I've said this on this podcast a million times. I did not like Donald Trump. I would have never voted for Donald Trump. Um, I think he was a bad president and a bad candidate. I think he stoked division as much as I think that certainly the like the media, the liberal media <laughs> and the conservative media, but it's predominantly liberal. I think they're all stoking division and profiting off of it like crazy. And I think Trump did that. And I think that there's other people. I mean, I think AOC is doing that. I think that um, um, to a substantially lesser extent, I think like uh, the the other squad members are doing that. And anyway, um, the let's go Brandon thing reminds me of this bit that I'm, I've been working on. That is uh, my wife and I, have a code word for the C word, which is we use the word butter. So when when we might want to say the C word, but it's we're not in a place where you could say the C word. I'm not going to say it on this podcast, by the way. I don't need it recorded at this point, especially not before I decide if this bit is part of my act or not. But we use the word butter. And that's kind of like to me, it's like, so, like, uh, people are going like, oh, yeah, why don't you just say fuck Joe Biden? Why are you saying let's go Brandon? And first off, it's because we live in, like, a society that wants to be decent, and I don't necessarily want, um, my daughter repeats a lot of things, right? I don't need her saying fuck Joe Biden. I did, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and she started repeating some, like, swear words, and I was like, oh, no, and I try, I had to, like, you know, try to try to stop her from continuing to say that. So, um, the let's go Brandon thing, it's very funny. It's, you can't argue that it's like, it's a very funny, and the, the big controversy, I guess, was because a Southwest pilot, um, Southwest Airlines pilot said, let's go Brandon at the end of a flight. By the way, very funny, uh, Tim Dillon video where he imitates that pilot, basically. It's satirical. And like many of the great Tim Dillon videos, he uh, a large chunk of the people who end up seeing the video don't realize that it's satire, so they're getting mad at this pilot without like not realizing that it's a joke and that it's satire. Um, yeah, Let's Go Brandon is truly funnier than like, I think the Shane Gillis Trump impression is pretty funny. Um, it's funnier than any, like, than Jim Carrey playing Joe Biden. That, that to me, like, the the problem there, and it's kind of the problem with SNL right now, period, is that it doesn't make any attempt to even make fun of the people who, uh, who are, like, on the political left. It didn't seem to me at all like, like Jim Carrey was trying to make fun of Joe Biden in any way that had any teeth. Not the same teeth they were willing to expose for Donald Trump. All right. We're going to get into this um, this Aaron Rodgers vaccination thing. Because, 
So this actually, I did finally get my booster shot. If you're a, if you're a follower of this podcast, I was talking about a couple of weeks ago how I did not. I was going to get my booster shot, and then I um, I showed up and they had a power outage, and it had I think it had ruined all the all the doses, and so I had to reschedule my booster shot. I got it. I did not have. I have from all three doses of Moderna, unless I'm getting a placebo, unless I'm on the list of people that they're giving a placebo to, I am not. I have not, um, I've not had any like crazy side effects. I feel lucky because also like I do, I have had negative reactions to the flu vaccine. So it's not like I'm some, I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I just personally, like I got a little bit of a headache, but I was also coming off of, uh, some time spent in Montana, some like kind of altitude sicknessy kind of things. So I'm not even sure if the headache was related to, the vaccine itself. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I felt like a little groggy the next day. No big deal. I took a little bit of ibuprofen to make myself feel a little better. It wasn't a big deal. It was like, I, I also have heard people talk about the, the arm pain as like a side effect. And I understand that like by the definition of side effects, that is a side effect. But I will say that I don't personally consider like a little bit of arm pain to be a significant side effect. I played high school baseball. I pitched. I spent a large chunk of the spring every year in class with a sore arm, with an arm that, you know, felt like I would almost have to like lift it up onto my desk because it was sore from pitching the day before. So, um, a little bit of arm soreness. It's also the other thing is, is like I am way more of a wuss about the like being sick than I am about physical pain. I think I might, I said this on the podcast already. It feels like, so I'm sorry for boring you with that, but we found out that Aaron Rodgers did not have the vaccine because he tested positive for COVID-19 at the, on the last episode at the very end, I, I referenced it because I had heard it. The news had just come out when I recorded and I had also just heard Burt Kreischer talk about <laughs> spending a bunch of time with Aaron Rodgers, which is so funny. And I think that it's so people are mad at Aaron Rodgers for a variety of reasons. Some people are just mad at him for not being vaccinated. And I guess like, first off, if he is to be believed, and I think it's there's no reason for him to lie. He said that he is allergic to one of the ingredients in both of the mRNA vaccines. So he can't take those mRNA vaccines. And then around the time he was considering getting vaccinated, which I think this is a, it's true for many people and also maybe a convenient lie for other people. He, uh, around the time he was considering getting the Johnson and Johnson, it got pulled back for blood clotting and he never got it and he doesn't want to get it. And he took like, you know, this, some program to increase his, a program of supplements of naturopathic and homeopathic supplements to increase his immunity. And then he said a thing that the, there's a, there's like a tears of why people are mad. And I think that they become less or more justifiable as you back off the most. I mean, this is probably true with everything, but as you back off the most, like, like rabid versions of the anger, I think that the reasons become a little more legitimate. Because Aaron Rodgers said in a press conference that he was 
they they asked if he was vaccinated and he said that he was immunized which is doesn't mean the exact same thing i think medically i think i'm not a doctor but i think that aaron rodgers is a smart enough guy to know that when people ask if he's vaccinated they don't mean the definition that he is using to kind of justify being slightly dishonest. Like if that's not an outright lie, we can all kind of agree that he's being a little bit dishonest, right? Like he's, he's answering the question in a way that is not saying yes or no, but making the person asking the question think that the answer is yes. So if that is not a lie, it's the closest you can be to a lie without being a lie. It is dishonest at best. That is a little bit fucked up, but it's not like he lied to his team. It's not like his team didn't know, according to him anyway. According to him, he's been following the protocols for someone who's not vaccinated pretty closely, except for, of course, uh, of course, being in the media room and doing press conferences without a mask in person or doing them in person. Yeah. And so, and then he said, um, he said that he didn't think that the rule was justifiable because he goes through this like massive testing protocol and he goes through all these precautions. He knows better than someone who is, this is him, his of a summarization of what he said, but he knows better than someone who's vaccinated whether or not they're actually infected because he gets tested every single day. And then he made, I think, a tactical mistake, but also something that's been interpreted in bad faith, which is he said, so he doesn't believe in that rule. And then he said, like the great ML, like the great MLK said, um, and I'm not going to, I don't want to butcher the quote, but it's, in summary, it's like you should stand up against rules that you don't believe in, or, that, or no, against unjust laws. Um, now, people have made this out to be him comparing himself to Martin Luther King, which I think is a completely dishonest uh, interpretation of what Aaron Rodgers said. He didn't say he was MLK. What he said is that Martin Luther King has inspired his civil disobedience. And you can think that his civil disobedience is stupid. I'm fine with that. I, I mean, I, I think that he's misinformed um, on, and, and not on anything that I've said so far. I think that when you watch the, the interview, by the way, he was interviewed on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm pretty convinced that almost nobody commenting on this has watched the actual interview because... I think that in a lot of cases, like that thing he said about if he's testing every day, he knows better and he's maybe um, actually protecting his community and teammates more by testing every day. Like, here's the, here's the like, if you really badly wanted to protect them, you could get vaccinated and still test every day. That is an option. You don't have to stop testing because you got vaccinated. If you're so, but if the if the options are get tested every day or get vaccinated i mean i think there's a decent chance that you're going to get similar results from both those things we've never had in this country we have never had 
a program that allowed people to get tested every day. I actually, I looked it up and I think that the United States, I think, so, fuck, what country was it? There was a country that's tested their citizens an average of 14 times, which is pretty impressive, but still doesn't cover every day. But the United States, I think it's like maybe three times they've tested the average citizen three times or two times, something like that. The United States leads the world in total tests, not on a per capita basis, just total tests. But they're also pretty high on a per capita basis. And I think that you could make a pretty good argument. So this is the, the biggest problem has always been, for me personally, is that the people who are against the vaccine are often also against mask mandates, mandatory testing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've never, I don't understand the mask mandate aversion on like a constitutional or civil rights basis. I understand that it sucks to wear a mask. I don't have to wear them all that often, but like I've, you know, had several long travel days where I've had to spend you know, 16 straight hours or 12 straight hours with a mask on. And I recognize that it sucks. Okay. Um, my wife is a teacher. She has to wear a mask all day and she's vaccinated. Like the, I get that the masks suck. What I do, but what I think is like, I do think that there is a, in a time like this, in a crisis situation, our, each citizen has a responsibility to their neighbors, to their family, to their coworkers, to the people who they may impact to prevent, to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. But when you are, you can't do that and be against mask mandates, against social distancing. Uh, I understand the vaccine mandate or the vaccine passport thing is like a constitutional issue is a problem. I get that. I think the NFL does not have a vaccine mandate. The NFL has a a, a multi-faceted approach. Either test a bunch or get vaccinated. And Aaron Rodgers tested a bunch. And he tested positive. And I think that like the, we, you know, I actually said this to my my um, wife and mom the other day, and I, I didn't get the resounding agreement that I would have expected. But I thought we could all agree, and I still believe this. We could all agree that the the performance of the vaccine has been a little bit disappointing, right? It hasn't pulled us out of um, it hasn't pulled us out of this this pandemic, and it hasn't. I, I think let me. I'm going to pull it up, but. Ourworldindata.org is a pretty good place, by the way, if you're if you're interested. Oh, the other people that really annoyed me at the beginning of this uh, pandemic is the people who are like, oh, the data's lying. The data's lying. And it's like, well, then show me where you're getting your goddamn data. Because all you have are a bunch of memes of people misinterpreting the data that they're seeing. And that is not good enough for me. Um, oh, man. Let's see. I wonder if my... Oh, good. I'm still recording. I had to... A problem with my my computer's having some issues. So if there was, it might have been choppy there for a second, and I'm so, so sorry. Uh, anyway, our world and data. So what I think you would have expected 
in a in a like what I expected out of the the vaccine rollout is that we would see start to see a reduction in the case fatality rate of COVID nineteen. And if I could pull this up more efficiently, this would be a better podcast. But that might also mean that I had a producer or any financial investment. Actually, I've invested more than I should have financially into this into this podcast. Okay, let's get there. Come on, baby. Come on. Our world in data, pretty good. I'm wondering if you're hearing all this shit in the background. Case. You mother case fatality rate. There we go. There we go. Let's get there, United States. Let's uncheck all these other countries that I don't have to wade through. So what we've actually seen is that it's basically it's it was uh in August it had actually dipped down to about about zero point six percent of cases were getting of the people getting COVID were dying. And some of that is, and I've and I've explained this, and again, like people are people are they don't understand the way this like would model out, right? Is that at some point, if you had a massive vaccinated population, which by the way the United States does, it's something like eighty percent of adults are vaccinated, you would start the it would be great news if the majority of people who were catching COVID were vaccinated. That is not evidence that the vaccine isn't working. That is evidence that a that a population is pretty vaccinated. So, case fatality rate you would expect to drop because a higher percentage of the people who are catching COVID are vaccinated. That's what you would expect. It did drop, uh, drop pretty starkly from July to the middle of August, and then it's back up around one point five percent. There's a million reasons why this this uh, this might be happening that like maybe there's some data reporting issues part of the reason i mean this delta variant etc cetera, etc cetera, we know all the shit my point is oh let's see it and the cumulative by the way has dropped from so august 2020 and this is all again this is like for sure data like in may of 2020 it was 6.24 percent and the reason for that is almost certainly because we didn't have enough tests to accurately depict the denominator in that. But now, since roughly, I don't know, November 30th, 2020 is where I'm at on this, this chart, it's been a pretty flat line, slowly decreasing to from about 2 point, about 2% to we're down to about 1.6%. But you would have expected better results out of the vaccine. I think we should all be able to agree on that. So Aaron Rodgers, I think, was dishonest. Did he lie? Does he deserve to be punished? No, because he was still following all the shit. Uh, do I think that he got... Dis- do, like, this is the other thing, too. Is like, Do you think that he discouraged the public from getting the vaccine by saying that he was immunized, by misrepresenting his vaccination status, that probably, if anything, made more people get vaccinated. He, I think that Aaron Rodgers is like the dream non-vaccinated person, a person who isn't fighting against the vaccine, who just, and not even fighting against vaccine mandates, by the way. 
uh, publicly. Trying to fight for an exception in his case, but not fighting for um, fighting against any, like, apolitical publicly. And then he said a thing, by the way, this is the part where I was like, I kind of agree with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to pull up the exact quote because it's pretty well, it's a pretty good depiction of exactly how I feel about politics, which is, uh, where are we at, baby? He said, uh, the right's going to champion me and the left is going to cancel me. I don't give a shit about either. Politics is a sham. Hell yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Hell yeah. That's what I've been saying. Oh, I my I mean my uh reasoning is a little different. I think it's because the neither the right or left actually care about the working class. I, in fact, I think and I I think I've said this, I think they hate the working class. I think the working class is an obstacle that they are trying to appease with the smallest breadcrumb that they can and still get their votes and to use this like culture war shit to turn them against the other side to make it a to make it a culture war thing and not an actual benefit thing and that's not to say that like i think that that um that's to say like i don't believe i don't really fucking identify with either party i think the biggest thing that i will get i will say that i gather from have you ever watched the Pat McAfee show? That guy cannot use a fucking microphone. Right now, by the way, I'm testing a different microphone. I've got some equipment issues going on. I had to return a uh, my the recorder I use for podcasting, and so I'm trying to I'm trying to get like a very good. And I'm also going to be on the road a bunch, and I don't want to spend a bunch of my time away from my family. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get like the smallest good portable setup possible. Um for podcast recording so that I can do it all from hotel rooms and not from my house when I should be spending time with my family. And so, um, why did I bring that up? Why did I just say that? Oh, I might sound like shit. I'm in my dining room on a, on a fucking handheld mic is the point, but Pat McAfee can't use a goddamn microphone. And then I watched AJ Hawk is on screen like the whole, it's AJ Hawk. Yeah, it's AJ Hawk. He's on screen a lot and barely talks. He's just this weird, like bulky looking head. He's got like a big, big muscle guy head, not talking. That's like his his role. It's like a uh, like Robin Quivers. A big chunk of what her role is is to just like laugh and like kind of you know be the like the the inappropriate arbiter of the Howard Stern show. Like she allows allows. She gives you a little bit of a, a pass to laugh at some of these inappropriate jokes, I think. A.J. Hawk isn't even doing that. He's doing less than Robin Quivers. I mean, I think Robin Quivers actually is a really great broadcaster, and that's a that's a huge minimization of what she means to that and what she does on that show. But I'm saying, like, even he does less than even that part of Robin Quivers' responsibilities. He's just I've watched like three hours of the Pat McAfee show in my life combined, and I think I've heard A.J. Hawk say three words. Let's talk about, finally, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is part of the goddamn Illuminati. He used nanobubbles to cure a concussion. He played a whole season on 
like a torn like a torn bicep and a and a sprained knee or something like that. The man is getting treatments that are not available to the rest of us. Whatever they think the Democrats are injecting into their body, they're putting all of that into Russell Wilson. He is coming back from a mallet finger injury like way earlier than most people would have. I mean, I'm, you know, hopefully this doesn't have next. I've heard people say that they think he'll never throw a ball. My, I think my father-in-law I think said he'll never throw a ball the same again. I hope he's wrong. I really hope he's wrong because, uh, but I think the Seahawks now are actually not in like a horrible spot. Let's look at the playoff odds. NFL playoff odds. I bet you their their odds are not that bad. Especially considering they had to have uh, Geno Smith play. Let's see. Is this going to have the updated record? Let's see. Total playoff odds. 44.7%. Because... The NFC right now three and five is not quite. Is that how many fucking wild cards? There's there's three wild card spots now. That's also silly, but three and five puts them right on the edge of a wild card spot. There's a bunch of three and five teams, and the Seahawks, if it ended today, would not be a playoff team. But they're getting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL back right now. So yeah, forty four percent chance. To make the playoffs. And Odell Beckham. They might be uh, interested in Odell Beckham. That would be like a pretty big post-trade deadline move. Probably one of the bigger post-trade deadline moves ever. Um, Shit's not looking too bad. I was ready to to hand the team over to Jacob Eason a couple weeks ago. And now, or a week ago. And now, here we are. It's not looking so bad. The Seahawks have a decent chance of making the playoffs. And a very good... One of the great quarterbacks coming back. All right, I don't know how to end this podcast. I'm no good at it. Um, I I cooked a brisket this weekend, and it's I'm ready to eat some leftovers. So I'm going to end this podcast now. I'm going to probably record a podcast too soon and have nothing to talk about. But thank you for listening to this podcast. Find my stand updates at thecaseymcclain.com slash calendar. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me at thecaseymcclain everywhere. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you soon.